Welcome to the Fifth Trooper Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Fifth Trooper Beginner's Guide to Star Wars Legion. I'm your host, Jay Shalansky, and joining me today is Ryan from a fellow uh, podcast, The Stabcast. <laughs> yep. We are the Stabcast. Well, I am. There's no we here. So, uh, so good, for, good, to get, good to be back, man. Yeah, it's good to see you. So Ryan and I, a couple other people, Krabic and Brendan France, we're all doing a uh, uh, Star Wars uh, uh, role-playing game for a while yep. there. And uh, we kind of haven't done it for a while because everything just kind of fell apart. But hey, you know what? Schedules, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, it's good to talk to you and see you again. Yeah, man. So for people who maybe haven't had a chance to listen to Stabcast, can you give us like an idea of what how how you guys approach Legion and what you guys talk about over there? Sure. Uh, Stabcast was born in a in a game comic store parking lot. You know, we would sit and loiter outside our, our local game shop for hours. And when Legion came out, we just decided to do that, but put it on the Internet. Uh, so we're four friends that have been friends a really long time. We all play a different faction and we try to be competitive to meddling amounts of success and uh yeah we we try to just kind of keep it casual we mostly yell at each other um and and keep it fun yeah and i would say one thing um and correct me if i'm wrong but one thing that you mm -hmm. guys do that's different from other casts is you guys do a lot of like podcast version of battle reports where yeah yeah, yeah we start off every show with uh usually uh my co-host ben makes an excuse for why he hasn't played uh but then yeah we all talk about you know a game we've played played this month or something that we thought was cool for for a fine try to find a, a cool teachable moment or complain about dice which whichever yeah yeah and so yeah i think if so if you're out there listening and you want to and you want to go listen to them and really get into yeah. you know the the battle reports and how games go and and you know i guess it's kind of in depth as in depth as stabcast mm -hmm. can go i suppose yes yeah that's that's fair <laughs> um that's fair but, yeah so so ryan's joining me today because we're going to you know we we did list building last week and so now we're going to talk about the um i'm going to call it the objective deck i think it has a different name but right that's, that's what i call it um which is basically your conditions battlefield and objectives and that i think yeah. what we call turn zero right is a real big part right. of the game yeah, turn turn zero can uh, can make or break you, um, <laughs> and your 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 battle deck is uh, is a huge should be a huge part of something you do when list building. Um, and I I even sometimes will start with my battle deck and kind of build my list around it instead of instead of an afterthought after the fact. Mm -hmm. But you can you know there's lots of ways to make a sandwich. Yeah, so. And, and so you know when we covered list building last week, like a tool like Legion HQ mm -hmm. or tool yeah promotion again but legion hq <laughs> um you know they'll have they'll have the uh the battle deck as ryan called mm -hmm. it i like that maybe i'll call it the battle deck. i think that's actually what it's called on the rg so oh well you know i'm not really much of a rules man you're not the rules guy it's <laughs> no, fine yeah. uh but yeah so so you know i i think there's absolutely multiple different ways to approach it ryan's mm -hmm. right like you could put together your battle deck, understanding what you know you're going to be good at and then, mm -hmm. or what you understand maybe, and then yeah. build around yeah. it. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and if we're, you know, with this being aimed at, you know, Legion 101 for newer players, that may be a great place to start or may be the only place to start. If you just have the core box, bam, your your battle deck is done and you have to work on understanding the, the you know, 12 cards that come in just that box. If you've gotten the two upgrade packs, your mm-hmm. choices get a little more open and you get to figure out a what your list is good at playing or what I prefer to play is because my battle deck doesn't change that much list to list. It's just what I, as a player, like to play. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm good at playing um, because your battle deck may, honestly, it's one of those things that may not matter. If you're a red player, it doesn't matter. If you're not bidding, it doesn't, you know, it only matters in, in a few smaller situations. The bigger bid you take, the, the bigger impact it'll have. Yeah, and so for those of you just starting off, basically, like mm-hmm. Ryan said, in your core box, you'll get you get twelve, uh, and then or nine is it nine or twelve? I think it's I think it's twelve. I think you get four of each, right? Because you get um, breakthrough, intercept, key positions, and sabotage. Yeah, you would get. Yep. Oh no, is sabotage? No, sabotage is in the box. It's uh, uh it's breakthrough, intercept, KP, recover. key positions, and recover supplies. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. My favorite card and your least favorite card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but for those of you who don't know, there's actually two expansion sets: mm-hmm. vital assets and priority priority supplies. Priority supplies that expound on your battle mm-hmm. deck and also give you some like minis and and like. Yeah things for for the objectives that are in there but let's let's um i think what we could do ryan is kind of go we'll go objective deployment condition and then maybe we'll just cover each card that even in even with the expansions and just kind of talk about it like a real quick summary and how to do it so if you you can go ahead and pick one if you want for an objective. sure yeah let's just let's let's start it the, the the best card in the game or cover the supplies okay um this honestly for me is the one that when i'm teaching legion if this is legion 101 this is the the, the 500 point game i play i always play recover supplies okay because i think it's the the most intuitive that teaches you not just to sit on the on the key position but that actually tells you this is a war game where we got to get out on the map and do stuff and recover the supplies as we put a box in the middle of the table and then we we take turns putting each player puts two boxes on the table for a total of five and at the end of the game uh whoever has the most boxes win you can get a box by going with a trooper unit leader and that's something we'll talk about quite a bit the difference between unit leaders and trooper unit leaders yep um you can go up and and go take spend one of your actions to claim the box and then you can move it with you um yeah and so uh, and i guess we can give advice for each one right mm-hmm. this this yeah. is a great hero objective mm-hmm. like so if you're playing you know hero spam for rebels you got a jedi luke yeah, that's right yeah, you got man. jedi luke Jin. uh you know mm-hmm. whatever you're playing uh cassian k2 like they love this book yeah. for empire rex you know i'm trying to cover all the uh, yeah all like they love recover the supplies yeah it's really cool i think lots of i think every faction probably within the last six months has gotten some stuff like recover the supplies used to be the rebel uh, yep. the rebel objective card but now that empire's got great access to infiltrate now that maul is out for cis now that we've got padme um recover the supplies can be played by every faction and, and infiltrate loves it not just for yep. the middle box uh but just even saving you an action or two to get the boxes that you get to place close to your deployment zone um if you've got infiltrate in your list you're probably including this in in your deck yeah for sure um, i would yeah, make and- a recommendation uh because this is something people are going to forget or mm-hmm. if you're new you don't know uh 
infiltrate is tricky because sometimes you can yep. hang you can hang out your units to dry and then get a, a lot of fire into them and, and they go bye bye <laughs> the first 10 games you'll 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 use infiltrate you will just get your units straight up killed <laughs> <laughs> yes and that's okay like right i think we talked we must have talked i remember talking to you about this about yeah you were a big i've, I've done player. it so many times yeah and you're yeah. like gin on the box and then it's like Dead. everyone kill that woman yeah and so um so yeah just yep. that's a just kind of like a, a word Be careful. Of warning yeah and then sort of for someone like me who's running a double heavy which we talked mm -hmm. about on my on the last cast my my double heavy double e web list i i don't like recover the supplies not now not something I can handle. And that's that trooper leader versus yeah. um, unit yeah. leader. So, so let's talk about that real quick because yeah, I think it's going to be important as, as we go down. Um, well, we, we talk about it a lot on the stab cast is the thumb problem. Uh, your units, when you, when you build a list, uh, you've got to count how many actual thumbs you have. Uh, and I count a unit with thumbs is a, is a trooper unit that can pick up a box, uh, repair evaporator, um, use the intercept transmission point um even even kind of hostage exchange or bombing run is great for vehicles until that vehicle dies because vehicles can't reacquire bombs yep and uh we've got a we've got a newer player in our local community who is having a blast and he is running a five emplacement trooper empire list just <laughs> mortars and e-webs and uh, it's with bosk and it's it's funny um but we we got to a point where we were uh, we were playing recover supplies and he just blanked and forgot because that you know emplacement troopers while they do have hands they gotta have their hands on their equipment and can't grab boxes tauntauns and creature troopers can't grab boxes tanks can't grab boxes uh, so any of these objectives that have the claim or interact actions on them nine times out of ten they're going to require thumbs to to be able to use and when you're building your list and even some of these objectives lend themselves or not just objectives but deployments lend themselves to, to thumbs better and so no matter what style you're playing even with this double heavy list i imagine you have at least four to five good units of, of thumbs in your list to go and play objectives that you yes. probably don't want to play. Of course. Yeah. Like I have, yeah. So I have veers and five core troopers. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So yeah. Just like, five cores to throw to the wind. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Right. Two of them have Astro Max to heal up my big mm -hmm. boys. But other than that, they're just there for exactly that. And like an example would be, uh, you know, over the weekend I played Evan and we had sabotage mm -hmm. the moisture evaporators and I just put the tank and the ATST in front of them and then had my boys yep. go up and, you know, yep. uh, sabotage. It's free cover. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, speaking of, let's, I'll, let's talk about sabotage. So sabotage yeah. is a real interesting one and I'll let you go first mm -hmm. round and then I'll give a color commentary. So, yeah. So sabotage is, uh, it's one of the unique objectives in the fact that most other objectives and condition cards have a range one restriction. Uh, this one, both players get two moisture evaporators and this one does come in the, uh, priority supplies pack. Um, and you, you take turns placing these on the board, uh, range one of your deployment zone, range two of each other. And basically, uh, it's kind of, if you've played star Wars battlefront, it feels like capture points. You got to run up to the thing and bonk it a couple times. Uh, and you can, it's, it's a zero sum game where if I've got points on it and Jay gets to mine before he can score it, he's got to reduce my score down on it. Um, and this uh, this is an interesting one because a lot of times you can you can deploy these things into hard to reach places for your opponent. And this game almost feels like kill points to me. 
That's I. That's exactly what I was going to say. Is this? Mm-hmm. Um, I love this game. This one for my list. Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah, because it always <laughs> it always comes down to kill points. And if you have a good bid and you're a blue player, we talked about bids last last mm-hmm. week. Um, and you're you have blue player, you always have advantage for the most part. If if the table yes. if the table is constructed well, um, you'll always have advantage on sabotage because it forces yep. red player to come to you to try to to kill points before uh, before you can kill their points, right? Yeah, well, I think I think it does even more than that. Um, I I would tell any player, every player, to put this in their battle deck whether you like it or not, just because it's so blue player favored, and you yep. only use your battle deck if you're blue player. Yeah. Because uh, the other cool trick you can do is, since it's the only objective that has a range to restriction on where you can play stuff, I will nine times out of ten put as blue player my first evaporator in not maybe the safest place for me, but since it gives a foot radius where no other evaporator can go, you can manipulate the areas to where if I can put my thing in a in a 80% good spot for me, but force your you to put yours in places that are just 40% good for you and block out your cover, I'm going to do that every time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I should point out too, I just realized is that uh, for we're talking to newer players. So what happens mm-hmm. is if there's a tie uh, it goes to blue. Player. Right. So that's, yeah, if there's a, if there's a perfect tie on yeah. victory points and kill points, yes. um, which I've really only seen happen twice um, on both. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but this one, oh, you know, evaporators always ends with a tie on victory points because of, typically, yeah, because of how you set them up and the way that that, that mm-hmm. objective works. So then what happens is you have to kill as much of your opponents. And then at the end you count up, if uh, an sure. entire destroyed unit, you count the points with all your upgrades attachments, and that's how much points you lost. And so your goal is to kill more expensive or more <laughs> things of your opponent. Yeah. yeah. The the other thing that, that sense sabotage, if you don't want to play the kill points game, which once again, I don't because I play the Rebel Hero stuff. Uh, I don't want to go fight Jay's tanks. Yeah. Um, this puts a lot of onus on bounty and secret mission can yep. swing games of yep. sabotage. Um, be, because, you know, it is usually going to go to that four, four push on score, but if you can get a bounty off, if you can get a secret mission off, then those kill points don't matter. Um, yeah, that's a great, so point. if you're running either of those keywords, this is even, even something more to, to prioritize. All right. What one do you want to talk about next? Your choice dealer's choice. Um, let's let man, you're double heavy. Let's talk bombing run. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is funny because this one came out. And frankly, the pandemic happened really mm-hmm. when yeah. it came out. Okay. So, so um, I don't think we've seen a lot of play with this, but yeah, this one is great. And uh, basically what it is, is the reason um, it works for heavies is because you can attach the bombs to whatever unit yep. before, you know, the game actually starts in that deployment phase. And, but then it's after it's dropped, it's a claim, right? So it's a free yep. action, the drop, but then a claim, uh, an action claim, which again, goes back to your thumbs, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, this one is trooper units again. So thumbs. thumbs yeah. After, paper. after the initial deployment. So yeah, you, each player gets three bombs and you have to get your bombs within range one of your opponent's deployment zone and then drop them. But the trick is, is at the end of every turn, you can blow up a bomb. And I think it does three red dice, uh, search crit um, on everything within range one of it. 
But if you drop your bomb too early and your opponent can get to it while with an open activation, they can actually pick it up and turn it off. And it can create these really tense uh, yeah. moments of, of activation control. Um, and for, for you rebel players out here, uh, bombing run is really good right now with the new updated T47 yeah, oh, uh, because yeah. it's immune to range one weapons. Uh, so <laughs> the T47 is the only thing that can, that can on almost any deployment, uh, triple move, drop a bomb and just not care. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other one uh, for empire players, speeder bikes. Mm -hmm. they, they love this one too. Um, yep. And it's kind of like uh, I played it once with speeder bikes and it felt almost like, like a suicide bomber run because yep. it's just, yeah, it really does. They're just like <laughs> three move right towards their, uh -huh. their thing and everything shoot, everyone shoot that bike, you know? Yeah. It, this, this creates for me, like, I, I want to say I remember every game of bombing run I've played. It, it yeah. probably creates one of the most cinematic objectives. I yeah I agree with that a hundred percent. It is it is the most fun, the most interesting and uh, interactive. I think yeah. objective out of all of them. Yeah, it's 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 quite a bit of fun. Um, and it's and, and I think it's, once it's everybody's chaos. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah because because there there's no like set hot points or kill boxes where you got to go. You just got to find a way to worm your way to your opponent's deployment zone. Um, it's, it's, it's breakthrough on, on steroids is what it is. Yep. Um, well, let's, let's talk about that then breakthroughs. So, yeah. All right. So breakthrough is basically just get in your, uh, your opponent's yeah. deployment zone. That's it. As yeah, many I mean, units you, as you can. You could play this game theoretically uh, with breakthrough entirely passively, where every, you go clockwise, I go counterclockwise, and we just we just shake hands in the middle of the table and uh, and go our separate ways. But that that never happens. No. Um, you know, breakthrough is interesting because there's not unlike just about every other. I think every other uh, objective, there's no limit on how many points you can score in breakthrough. Yep. And that's something to, to keep in the back of your mind. Now, nine times out of 10, your score is going to be less than three because um, <laughs> yes. it's very hard to move that far because if you're moving, you're not shooting. Yep. Um, but yeah, if, if you're running a super high mobility list, if you've got jump and jetpacks or speeders, because this, once again, is something vehicles can score. Yep. And all the vehicles, even you... Even the the Gav tank, which you know everyone imagines is very slow, that thing's incredibly fast just for how big that base is. Yeah, um, that's uh, that's the best thing about the tank when I play it is people don't they underestimate how like a double move gets you almost uh, across the board, mm -hmm. and so they're like, whoa, 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 what just happened? <laughs> you know, and now with now that they can have e webs and you could shoot in any yep. direction, it's just like. Double move, you know, give the e, e weapon aim through through like uh you know something you could give it an aim with like spotter mm -hmm. or or uh, yeah you know like targeting array or something yeah. binos or whatever yeah you yeah take your choice yeah and then and then zoom up and start blasting away <laughs> with it e that's <laughs> Dude, it's so and you great. either got to shoot the e weapon heavy cover or the thing with armor yeah. yeah that's right uh yeah so breakthroughs a pretty easy one again I think that's yep. you know like Ryan you were saying recover the supplies is a good kind of like first mm -hmm. game I think breakthrough I, is too yeah I would agree I definitely agree yeah. with that um, so what's your take on um because technically speaking so I'm gonna go a little competitive here everyone sure Sorry. yeah yeah, yeah, but, yeah but technically speaking you don't have to keep your deployment markers down for like they you can you have to right. measure right so you, you 
can do that. Yeah. You can. Usually what? if I'm playing breakthrough, I'll leave them up. Same. For playing bombing run, I'll leave them up. If somebody's got secret, if my opponent has secret mission, I'll leave mine up. Yeah. Um, Same. Now, the thing I would always do is because this is a miniatures game, we have terrain that shifts and bumps and moves. Uh, never trust those markers. Yeah. Um, if you get somebody close and you think they're in, always walk around the table and, and measure. And measure it. Yeah. Yeah. I always leave mine up too. So just, mm -hmm. just a, hey, you know, it's kind of a good guy move. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll just leave my markers up. Not required by the rules though. So just, nope. just for you, those of you, if you go to a local store tournament and somebody pulls their markers for break, mm -hmm. they have every right to do that. It's kind of a jerk move, but <laughs> yeah, it's part of the rules. So mm -hmm. Uh, all right, let's do key positions. Oh, the boring one. Um, yeah, key positions. The thing that's in the middle of the table, find a piece of terrain that's near the center, mark it. Both players mark a piece of terrain out fully outside their deployment zones, and you sit on it. Yep. Uh, at the end of the game, it's whoever's got the, the most key positions wins. It doesn't score at intervals. It's just the end of the game. Yep. Uh, if you are a list that just wants to fight, this is the objective that you yeah. want to play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, unit leaders, great for heavies. Uh, a little word to the wise, for those of you that have the original core set with the Empire mm -hmm. and Rebels, your key position card is wrong. And is there's, wrong. Yeah. there's an errata, which is in the rules reference online. Or yeah. if you buy the new core set, it's in there. Yeah, they, they've got the updated copy. Yeah. Um, so so just for those of you wondering why your yeah. key positions doesn't have a wall of text like mine does. It's <laughs> yeah, there were there were some some oversights early on in the game that that like luckily got uh, got fixed. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's it's a simple, straightforward, you know, apple pie objective. Yeah. Um, there's, I think, once again, there, every faction has a has a list that can be great at this. Uh, I think Rebels is the one that's goofiest because they're they're the units that tend to be around for a good time, not a long time. Yep. Um, but uh, Force Push can destroy games <laughs> yeah. of key positions. Yeah. So yeah. even if you don't have the most uh, weathered army where you can sit and take shots and trade, uh, if you can get either to your opponent's back point or that middle point. Uh, a force push can can change the course of key yeah. positions real 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 hard and a little uh a little competitive insight uh mm -hmm. if you have the gav tank or that new lat is going to have the oblong there are yep. chances you could touch two key positions at the same time yep <laughs> so uh just a little word to the wise that that is absolutely yeah. legal <laughs> and you can you can also uh depending on how your terrain is set up and what gets flagged as a key position with big base vehicles, you can also just, you know, kind of sit on them and near them and use your base to either block people out or make them have to, to run around yeah. um, and clog lanes. And that can be, can be a really effective tactic too. Yeah. Yep. That's great. Oh, I love vehicles so much. Um <laughs> I love hitting them with my lightsaber. Yeah, I bet. Uh, actually, it's the C47 is great now, so I can't say anything. I yeah, it's about time. Search crits so cool. Good. Dude, it's so good now. Um, all right, let's go intercept the transmissions. Cause again, I think this is it's a little wonky on how it's how it's the VPs are given. Uh so right. you gotta pay attention, but basically it's middle. Uh, you know, a third, a third. So it's the middle of the board and then three range to the right and three range to the left yep. the long way. Um, and basically, the the, go the ahead. biggest thing I think new players mess up when they uh, when they play intercept the transmissions the first time is the setup for intercept transmission does not change with your deployments. It is 
it's the only one like that, but it is the, the intercept towers are going to go where they go, no matter whether you're playing rollout, advanced positions, long march or battle yep. lines. Yep. So like if you have long march, the, the intercept's going to be right on the border mm -hmm. of your, of your thing. Yep. And that's fine. That's how it's supposed to be. Yep. Uh, and so basically this one scored at the end of even rounds. So at the end of round two and four, and then at the end of the game, which, so now this is a trick. This one trips people yep. up too. Yes, it does. End of the game does not mean full six rounds. It means if there's a time, like if you're at a store tournament or a larger mm -hmm. tournament and you end at round five uh, or yeah. round four, you're, 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 you're done. Yeah. That's when you yeah. get the points. So. Yeah. Or your game store closes or you get kicked out of the basement. Like whenever you <laughs> right, decide right. to end of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, once again, this is this is uh, for the Thumbs Club. This is a trooper unit leader only one. Um, and uh, it feels a bit like key positions, uh, but it's a bit more dynamic in the fact that you score at intervals. Yep. And so where I don't want to sit on key positions and trade, I'm happy to play intercept transmissions because I know I can with my typically rebels are faster than the other factions. I can run, grab the middle for the first two scores and then run away and still win. Yep. Um, run off the middle and, and, and give it up. Um, yeah, we're like, okay, so with like an Empire gun line, what I generally would do is I let them take turn two. Mm -hmm. Here's a little strategy because yep. most of the times they'll end up stranding themselves and then I can just move up for turn three and then just fire and then take them out, you know, by before they yeah. move back for four or or try to get out of there, right? Yeah. So it's a real yeah, interesting that, and that's thing. the trick. This this is probably you know, and I I glad we both brought up those styles where we both are fighting over this thing for turn four. I need it before I run away for the for the first two scores. Um, this is probably the objective that makes the most interesting mid game. Yeah. And while while a lot of these other objectives can come down to the late game moves and nail biters, this you really have to to structure a lot of your planning around where am I going to be turn four? Yep. Um, and that a lot of times means that when you're taking actions in turn two, turn three, uh, maybe you forego an aim action. Maybe you forego a dodge token in order to, to get another move closer. Or yep. sometimes even you got to, you got to, you know, forego a shot um, just because you, you need that, that transmission tower. Um, yeah. yeah I, this, I one, this one's a lot of fun. I think out of all of them, this is the most thinky one, I think. Maybe, maybe uh yeah I, I could see that it's either this or i think recover yeah. um because yeah. there's so many shenanigans that can, that can yeah. go on with both of these um yeah which is interesting right so those are the most those two you're going to use a lot of brain mm -hmm. power to make sure and timing is going to be key on yeah. both, both mm -hmm. of those right uh all right let's let's go over payload i absolutely hate this one but it's part of it, so we're going to talk about it because I love payload. I, it makes no sense to me, but basically, you have a bombing cart and yep. you set a, a, a token or an objective down on the table to where the bombing cart has to go, and your mm -hmm. opponent does the same thing, and you have to get the bombing cart across the board to that token or close to it. Yeah, um, only by having the most unit leaders around. <laughs> around. Yeah, everybody's got to push the cart. Yeah. Um, so this one's interesting because this one is probably out of all the objectives, the most table dependent. Uh, you can just get screwed if yep. you're at a bad table and you're the red player, or even sometimes the blue player can get screwed by it, by there's just not a great piece of terrain or the only legal piece of terrain is like yeah. four inches from where your opponent put their bombing cart. Right. Um, this one, this one can be, can be kind of finicky. Um, 
once again, it is a good one though, if you are taking, I think some vehicles or some, some non-trooper units, um, because they can also interact. Um, and this one, it creates, it creates, the reason I like is it creates two different fights, you know? Yep. I've got the bulk of my army protecting my cart and a few units going out and just trying to, to mess with you. And if yeah. this can be a nail biter, cause a lot of times if it, if the tables are even, it can come down to just, if I stop you from moving your cart, just one more turn, than you stop me. That can be the difference maker. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, some things to remember are terrain height does not matter with these. Nope. That is something that threw me off the first time I played it. I didn't really read the rules in depth. And I was mm -hmm. like, this tall ass building will never stop. We'll stop this thing. And it's like, no, no it just goes over. It and I was like, goes, oh, go over it. God sakes, you know? So yeah, uh, just something to remember there. That's, that's a good, Hey, it doesn't matter how tall stuff is. It's going over. Right. It, so, um, yeah, it's, it, it can be fun. It can also be kind of arduous. Um, yeah. I think some people are going to love payload like me and some people are going to hate payload and that's just yeah. kind of the, the nature of yeah, it. Yeah, like me. Like um, I think we came, yeah. yeah, we split, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and I will say this one, because of that, doesn't see play too terribly often. Um, and if we want to get really into turn zero here, a lot of times I take payload in my deck just so my opponent will be forced to veto it and it's yep. one less actual veto that they get to use because most people just don't want to play payload yeah that's very true like me i would definitely veto it <laughs> uh all right uh so the last one right around the last one hostage yeah i think i think we just got hostage yeah so this one is is interesting and there's a lot uh, there's a lot going on here <laughs> So what so much. is out of commission to begin with, because they, you know, they got to start uh, with the hostage mm -hmm. and a has to go. What it has to go is as choose a unit on or as near as possible, the center of the battlefield and perform a speed one move with that unit. Yeah. So basically at the, the start of the game, I give Jay one of my uh, units. Jay gives me one of his core units yep. and we attach a hostage upgrade card to it. We put a hostage mini with it. It goes on the middle of the table and then I get to do a speed one move with Jay's minis and he gets to do a speed one with mine. And then we've got to try to get our hostages and maybe the other hostage too back to our deployment zones. Yep. Um, our units are slower when carrying hostages, but they are braver. Yep. Um there's no and during the first detonate. turn, there's some things we can and cannot do. Yeah, you can't detonate. So like if you have saboteurs, yep. there's no, or Sabine or Mosk, mm -hmm. right? You're not detonating stuff to kill them uh, that you have to claim as a, as a, as an action. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 each, you gain a victory when it's in your. Yeah. So if you have a hostage, you get a victory point. And if you have a hostage inside your own deployment zone, you get an additional victory. Yeah. Point. So you have to, it still has to be claimed and you know, you want it claimed yeah. and in your zone. It's real hard. It's, um, it's pretty strict to do this, this yeah. payload and uh, a sabotage are the ones that if you are running those bounty or secret missions, you definitely kind of can prioritize these uh, because those are low scoring games, which mean those bounty victory points, the secret mission victory points are worth a bigger percentage yeah. of the overall pool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so that I think, you know, we're going to cover, we're going to go deployment conditions, mm -hmm. next, but really I think objectives is the first objectives one. matter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that you really want to focus really on matter. Um, <laughs> because I think objectives, since once again, it's not like we use two of the three types of cards from my battle deck and one of them for, from Jay's, if we're, if we're playing, it's all or nothing. And I think you need to pick your objectives 
first based on your list and based on what you're good at. Um, and these other two types of cards are there just to support the objectives you chose to play. Yeah. 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 And so I, yeah, I think if in order, you should definitely do objectives first and then mm -hmm. yeah, now we'll go over battlefields and conditions that support those objectives. Um, so let's go deployment advanced position. So basically it's, it's an L on yep. either corner, opposite corners, and then you get scout one, which means you can perform a speed one move uh and you lose stationary so like the 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 fd cannon is the i think only that's thing the that only affects. one right yeah. yeah uh so you can move your fd cannon so if um, you're up against an fd cannon get rid of it <laughs> advanced positions because he can blast you from 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 wherever at that point yeah the yeah. uh well not from wherever from about four inches away from from his <laughs> yeah. deployment zone yeah. Yeah. um the the dream with this because uh, fds are really terrible at scoring objectives uh yeah. the dream is to run an fd cannon with advanced position and the, if you deploy just right and there's no terrain in your way you can just get your fd in range of the intercept transmissions point on ah, your side of the board yeah that's the only way you can get an fd cannon to score <laughs> oh my god that's awesome uh, the other thing is remember with scout scout stacks. So yep. any so snipers or any units or recon Intel upgrades, you're going to stack. loves this. Yeah, he um, sure does. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a fun objective. Uh, the word word to the wise word to the wary. I tend not to like to play this at tournaments. Yeah. I actually really like the deployment and I really like to, to play. It's actually one of my favorite deployments to actually play. I don't like to play it at tournaments because you're on a clock. And this yep. kind of adds a seventh turn, like yeah. deployment can take a minute as it is, but now that everything has to deploy and take a speed one move and recoheed, and then that may change what your opponent does. So now he's got to get thinky. This yep. one can take a minute. Yeah. And uh, if you're up against a gun line, you're, and they have advanced positions and they have blue player and they put this out, get rid of it because yeah. Yeah. they're going to sneak up on you faster than you'll be within range of those range four weapons faster than you think you're going to yeah. be. So, and ex especially if they're running a gun line with some or any amount of scout. And, yeah. and now yeah. that, that we've got detachments that can then deploy from, from beyond those scouted positions, it yeah. can, they can get real lulzy real quick. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's advanced positions. Um, battle lines is a uh, range one on either side of the long, long side yep. of the table. Uh, this one is interesting. I, I think just like what I would do is now it's going to depend on your objectives and mm -hmm. stuff, but people tend to spread their army out on this one. And I almost recommend against that. And so you're either going to want to murder ball in the middle or to the left or right and figure yeah. out what's yeah. best for the, the table setup. But yeah. The only time in my decks that I take battle lines, I actually tend to cut it quite a bit is if I'm running multi-commander. Yeah. Um, because to, to, to take full advantage of the full six foot range, um, I want to play it when my opponent does have to ball up, but I can sneak another commander and something else around the side. But if I'm playing a single commander list, I don't, I try not to touch this card. Yeah. Yeah. I treat this basically like battle lines with my list. I treat it basically like it's hemmed in where I just, I just murder ball yeah. like yeah. right in the middle. Uh -huh. And I'm like, all right, let's make this happen. You know, um, <laughs> battle lines real good for uh, a secret mission. Real good. Yep. Uh, yeah yeah it's good for if you want your list to be able to spread your opponent out yeah um and that can that can be really detrimental to, to heavy lists to to clone balls um droids don't hate this because they've got their, their little order change shenanigans um yeah. right they're the one that can spread out right and you yeah could, so you could potentially cover a lot of area uh, of battle lines with the droids that's that's a good so point. 
Yeah, you it, on the surface it looks like the most blase and bland uh, deployment card, but there's a, there's actually a lot of tricks to it, and it can yeah. be pretty detrimental if you're if you're not prepped for them. Absolutely. Uh, all right, disarray. Each player must deploy at least one mm. unit in each of their deployment zones. So basically, you have uh, range four uh, long, range one uh, yep. wide on either corner of the on battlefield. Yeah, yeah, of the long. And uh, this used to be the bane of everyone's existence early on, right? Because we didn't. Have... I won so many games <laughs> because I was the only one who practiced disarray. Yeah. Um, but now I think it's more reasonable with the number of of, of you know uh, commanders out there yeah. the number of operatives that give out orders like yeah and just the number of of bravery two units in general yeah oh um, yeah you can too, you yeah. can be a little bit further away from from your commanders um so we we talk a lot about to so the blue player during this if your opponent if you're the red player and your opponent has disarray out there i would almost always try to nab it just because it's the one card in the game all of the blue players' deployment zones, when you, when you, the first thing you do when you go up to a table is you figure out who's blue, and blue gets to pick a table edge. Um, major offensive, rollout, advanced positions, all of them, the blue player's corner is always the same corner. It's always on the same side of the table. But if you look at disarray, they're actually flipped. Uh, so if yeah. the, the blue player picks, you know, a table edge that is significantly stronger and disarray comes out, you can actually steal the best corner of yep. the board. Cause I, I always, when I'm blue player and evaluating the table, I really just look at the, you know, the bottom right-hand corner and I see which of those corners I want. Yep. That's um, exactly right. <laughs> so disarray, you can kind of, you can kind of flip flop that. Um, if you're prepped to play disarray, and this is one I would definitely say, uh, practice before you put it in your, in your deck to take to an event. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. So long March is, uh, you know, basically range three on the short yeah. ends of the table. Uh, this one is, it's, well, it it's says on the tin. Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> you're basically, I mean, most people are just piling up in like the range, like the, mm -hmm. the range one from your border to the middle, right. Is basically yeah. where you're going to put your units. Um, I would say, uh, most people, if, if somebody has Vader, and they do long march, you're going to get distracted by the name and think that Vader's not going to be able to roll up on you and do some damage. And uh, it's wrong. He is absolutely wrong, yep. going to mess you up with long march. <laughs> so don't get confused by that. Yeah. The, the other thing to consider with long march um, is because, and I think this can also be true for the other, what we call short end deployments um, in rollout and danger close is now your commanders, instead of operating on the six-foot line for their command bubble, I love Long March if I'm playing high, like Bravery 3, Bravery 4, or Vader commanders, because they're if you keep them kind of towards the middle third of the board, their Bravery bubble is going to go all the way out to yep. the board edges, and it's a lot harder to, to catch stuff out of that Bravery bubble. Yeah, exactly. Um, and th that's something to, to always be aware of. Um, but yeah, that 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 distance between deployment zones is shorter than you think. Like yeah, it's real short. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, major offensive. This one is like milk toast. Yeah, it's what everybody plays. It's real easy. It's easy. Uh, when, Not a lot of real like strategy to this one. It's, it's all... it is the most balanced uh, deployment. I think. Yeah. I can't tell you the last time I've rotated all my other uh, deployment cards in and out. It's been years since I've played a list not with major offensive in it. 
Um, and I think I did it just to run a battle deck without major offensive. Um, it's, it's great. It's the table. I always judge when I'm trying to pick if I'm blue or red player or if I, which table edge I want as blue player, I should say. Um, I always just look at major offensive, like what those deployment zones would look like. And I make my choice off that because it shares a lot of real estate with all the other objectives. Uh, yep. Put it in your deck. Enough said. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh, all right. Roll out my favorite one during the deployment <laughs> phase. Each vehicle may deploy within range one of a friendly deployment zone. So yeah, diet, diet long march. Yep. Um, it's exactly right. And then you get to, it's nice to kind of have some more freedom with vehicles because mm -hmm. the thing with vehicles, for those of you who haven't played them yet and are looking to play them is with, depending on the table and the terrain density, it can get real complex to position vehicles mm -hmm. in a way where they'll be effective um and so i fly air speeders i don't know what you're talking about yeah right <laughs> but giving you that range one in addition yeah. right it is it's really nice to to give you more options if you're playing vehicles this is a must must have in your yeah absolutely if you, if you yeah. and not not just even heavy vehicles even if you're taking like atrts or yep. uh or or any any of the vehicles air speeder, um, yeah air speeder uh bikes anything really anything um, God, this is the one card that kind of makes me want to play clones <laughs> just so I can get a flamer ATRT that has scout on rollout, like turn one up in someone's grill. <laughs> um, oh yeah, that would be pretty good. I hate clones though. I'll never play uh, clones. The, uh, the, the other cool trick that you can do is, uh, I think this is prevalent right now just to rebels soon to be prevalent to, uh, rebels and empire. Uh, we're getting transports and yeah. when you deploy outside of your deployment zone anything with transport capacity becomes part of your deployment zone yeah. i can't tell you how many games i've played rollout with an x34 thrown r2 in it and it just zips up and zoop and turns score turns two i've got secret mission done yep um or yeah an op loop delivery system or a turn one explosions is real oh, funny man yeah and um, that and that lat that's coming from empire because mm -hmm. it's going to be closed transport we i mean yep. we're assuming it's closed transport at this point uh yeah imagine having some snow troopers and that you just fly it over with flames and just jump mm -hmm. out and start lighting things on fire oh my yeah God. it's, 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 so it's good. gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be gross so you can you can do some neat things but this is definitely do you have two vehicles or more take take rollout if you don't yeah. probably probably there's other things that are that are worth more in your deck for sure um all right uh hemmed in i love hemmed in i love hemmed in as blue player sure yeah it's for me it's kind of like uh, sabotage is for the objective deck like it's the thing you don't want to see as red player so you should probably always take it because you only use your battle deck when you're blue yep um now I have also seen some tables where because it uses weird amounts of real estate that aren't normally reserved for deployment zones, there can be some terrible terrain yeah. in that blue player zone. Yeah, 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 for um, sure. Where you're too, you know, half your deployment zones taken up by impassable line of sight blockers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it can it can be very table dependent, but yeah, the blue player gets a triangle on their side of the table in the dead center. And then the red player gets basically two halves of major offensive in their two corners. Yep. Um, now there is no like disarray. There is no limit. The red yep. player can just throw them all in one corner if they so choose. Um, but you can put your opponent in a pickle as blue player. If you can get intercept transmissions yeah. with, uh, with hemmed in uh, or recover supplies or any objective that has uh 
a mandated piece in the dead center because you're two speed two moves away from the from the center objective. Yeah, and I would say again, another really nice vehicle. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Battlefield because you can just put you just put your two let's say you play two vehicles let's say you play two mm -hmm. AATs I won't even talk yeah. about Empire anymore just two sure. AATs yeah, yeah. you put them in that that little top hat part of your hemmed in section mm -hmm. and just dare people to to move yeah exactly go, yeah okay go for that objective I dare you yeah right? if you're if you're the red player, you probably want to, if you've got the availability, you probably want to do your best to veto yeah. uh, hemmed in unless you've got a, unless you've got a prepared plan. Yeah. Um, now sabs, if you're running sabs hemmed in as red, isn't terrible Yeah. because they're all, they're all going to be bunched up anyway. Um, and there's, it's, you're not that far away from each other. If you are running like a short range or a melee focus list, um, but that can create some really wonky, uh, like payload hemmed in is just a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. And then finally, uh, danger close. Uh, basically, this is kind of like advanced positions without the advancing uh, and it's, a little bit closer. <laughs> it's advanced positions and battle lines had a baby. Yeah, yeah um, that's, that's good. Yeah, no real special rules to this. I mean, this is... I think this gives you the most opportunity to deploy. And so almost becomes, it's hard to give any like real clues on how to do this. Just basically right. don't, if someone puts a unit on the tip of one of their little long edges, don't, don't do the same thing. Cause they're going to be able to shoot you. Cause it's unless, right. I mean, yeah, there's just a range three gap. It's the yeah. only deployment we have where we're just a range three away from each other. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I like, I liked this one a lot. I like danger close a lot. You know, rebels have access to mandos who are fast and one gets a range two. Um, it makes closing those gaps a whole lot easier. Tauntauns are great on this. Any yeah. speed, any really any speed three unit you have. Yeah, secret um, mission would be good. Secret missions can be, yeah, because you actually have a lot of play. But the, yep. the weird thing about it is when, myself included, when table makers are making tables, they tend not to put stuff in those gaps yep. where, um, where danger close is. And so it can create utter shooting galleries. Yeah, yeah. Um, because all the big line of side blockers tend to be towards the middle of the map. Right. Um, and this is this is one, especially depending on the objective you're playing, where you may not venture very many units to the middle of the map. If you want to play on the edges, um, it, this is the one that, that you want to play with. I, uh, I played a tournament. I was lucky enough to be able to play a tournament this weekend, and I won both of my games off of getting danger close with op luke with mind trick and just panicking stuff off the board because yep. everything was so close to the board edge to start. Yeah. Um, it can, it can be, it can be really dangerous if you're not prepped for yeah, it. Yeah. Danger um, close, not great for vehicles. It is not fun for vehicles because the problem yeah. is they end up stacking up on each other and you yep. got to move. It's just so, so if you don't have vehicles and you're a blue player and your opponent has vehicles, danger close, good for you. So yeah. 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 All right. Let's move on to conditions. Uh, let's start with the easiest one. Clear conditions. Nothing, Nothing happens. happens. You're yeah. Fine. Just play the game. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> uh, unlike unlike major offensive, I don't think I've included this in my deck in years because yeah. it's boring. Um, <laughs> yeah, nothing happens. Not fun. Uh, lots of other players really like it for a variety of reasons. Uh, but but 
yeah i think it's one of those it's it's kind of just a default card like especially Mm -hmm. like let's say for my list like i have a number that i know i'll put in and then all the other ones don't really play well for me so i just throw clear conditions in because it's like all right just i need to have this in um hostile environment so when trooper units whose unit leader is not in base contact with a piece of terrain cannot remove suppression tokens during the end phase so at the end of uh each each uh round you remove mm-hmm. one suppression token from any units that have it well with this if you're not in base contact with uh with terrain you don't do that yep great for, uh, if, great for vehicle lists great for vehicle lists yep. uh, great for for dense tables um, yep. great for lists if you have more sources of suppression removal than Empire, your opponent yeah. through through inspire or uh, yep. recover effects um yep. it can be it can be great um if you've got mind trick or ways to, to generate suppression on your opponents like cad bane or callus can um it it can it can also be great um yeah. I, I like this card a lot this is this is one of my kind of yep. kind of mainstays uh, the thing you got to be aware of, and I'll call out my co-host Tim. Uh, he plays this card a lot as uh, clear conditions two, uh, because halfway through the second or third turn of the game, they realize they've been just taking suppression off of everything yeah. and forgetting, <laughs> forgetting that this card exists. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it can be clear conditions too if, <laughs> yeah. if you and your opponent just forget. That <laughs> happens a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, next one: limited visibility. So during the first round, units can't cannot perform range tax beyond range two during the second round units cannot perform range tax beyond range three. Great, great list. If you don't have a lot, uh, 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 I'm sorry, great condition. If you don't have a lot of range and your opponent does, this is like, if you're, if you're a hero centric, like Ryan's rebels, you're going to want to, you're going to want to put limited visibility because it's going to really stop most lists from doing much to you so that you can get in position. Yeah. Um, and even if you are running like you, but you'll be like, like, I'm running snipers, so I don't want limited this. Even when I'm running, you know, double, triple sniper, I still don't mind it because that means they can get on the map grab a box and get back to cover before they, they can start shooting. And they can, they can, you can really position the battlefield. If you want a shorter game, I want to see limited this when I play intercept transmissions. Yeah. So you can't try to ping me off that, that middle point. Um, yeah, that's a good this, point. This this one can can mess with the timings of games, and if you want the game to to go longer um, without before the trades start happening, uh, this is definitely one one you want to see. Um, but once again, probably out of all of these cards, this is the most polarizing. Yep, for sure, for sure, <laughs> uh, and the one that people forget because what will happen, especially like a like a turn, like a turn two Bosk. Yeah, uh, this really messes him up and people forget and they'll be like, well, I'm going to shoot. And you're like, no, you're not. Or or the the first year turn one uh, Leia's coordinated bombardments. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or maximum firepower. Yeah, max firepower. Yeah, yeah, um, that can happen. That can happen a lot. Yeah, this yeah. one, te- I don't tend to see forgotten as much because usually it's it's selected and not vetoed by one player or another very intentionally. And it's and it's in the forefront of their mind more than the yeah. hostile can just be just like, hey, it's hostile. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting, uh, it's definitely an interesting battle uh, condition. So, all right, minefield. So basically you and your opponent each get two mines. Uh, you play some, they have to be on range two and beyond of each other and beyond range yep. one of deployments. And then basically when you get within range one, you roll a die. And if it's a, a, a shield, a defense, red defense die, right? Yep. Red defense, yeah, red defense die. die on a shield result, 
it it detonates on a surge result it detonates twice it's a yeah it's a red black blast impact one um yeah these are good for like if you you know setting it up so that your opponent has to pay for trying to go to an objective um another good one for vehicles because here's the funny part you drive over it with a vehicle and you cover the token with your vehicle. Well, now it's not in line of sight of other units, so it can't get them. Well, so this is, this is where I'm going to, I'm going to point to the rules. Go ahead. Uh, You cannot complete, you cannot overlap condition tokens. Ah. Um, So there, there is a, there's a workaround for that. that. Yeah. Yep. Um, They, they did update it because of schmucks like you. So uh, it probably will go off, but another note, repulsor vehicles can be affected by it, but they don't detonate them. Yep. Um, it's a, if you've got a plan for minefield included, if you don't have a plan for it, cut it. Yeah. Um, I tend not to mind it um, too much because, you know, we're rebels, we're nimble. We have, we can take a dodge token and then go throw ourselves on it and probably be okay. Yeah. Columns, um, Empire if, do fine. They don't, cause you got yeah. red, red save. You got the red save. Um, if you're running a suppressive list, this can be great because it can yep. do some of the some of the work for you. Um, yeah, it's it's. I think I feel it's a pretty safe object or a condition if you don't really like any of your opponent's other options. You can just take take minefield. Yeah, yeah, I'd like it uh, just because it makes your opponent think and like make decisions mm-hmm. like you know they may advance a unit up just to detonate it to get rid of it that maybe they wouldn't have before and so it just it just creates some some scenario. yeah and the, and the best is i had a, i had a you know this past weekend one of my opponents did that to me and he rolled that blank on that mind oh, guy twice yeah, until a bunch of units were all on top of it yeah yeah that's yeah. awful too uh okay rapid reinforcements so basically starting with blue we each set aside one to two one to two friendly non-commander non-operative trooper units and then we you know just put keep them on your side of the table make sure you mark them so that we know mm-hmm. uh and then when you draw them during the first round that's when you deploy them they have to be what range two of all and range two so unlike infiltrate that's range three it's a little bit closer yep yeah when you pull a token out of your bag and everything of that suit has already been activated you have to deploy it and that's yep. its whole activation is deploying um this card like key positions if you have the original core box there is a misprint because originally it was uh zero to two yeah uh, but they found out that everyone was playing it as clear conditions because nobody used it and the yep. card is there to, to be used yep. um so uh so now it's one to two it's uh i love this card um I love this card because nobody else plays it and no one yep. else has, has got ideas or bakes ideas for it into their lists. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's real. It's an interesting card and the, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Fleet troopers love it. FD cannons love it. Uh, E-webs, E-webs love it. Yeah. E-webs <laughs> really like it. Even, even the rapidly deployed do can, can be funny. I had um, uh, early on, I had a 10 activation pelp list with E-webs and oh man i would do like uh you could do uh, you know uh, your entire entire army command card where you just give everyone you give mm-hmm. everyone an order and then you just hold the e-webs and you make a decision of when they're going to deploy so you yeah can once everything's last developed yeah and put them in a real bad spot so 
Uh, yes. Entire Legion. That's yeah. So so one of the other cool tricks you can do with this card is if you're scared of it and you have to play it, uh, you can usually my backfield if I'm playing rapid reinforcement is coheated really sporadically where bodies are just kind of flung everywhere because yeah. they've got to deploy range two of everybody. You just take up as much real estate as you can to to force your opponent out. Or if your opponent does want to ball all up, uh, depending on your objective, like breakthrough rapid reinforcements can be hilarious. Yeah. Um, you can also, I guess, score an FD laser cannon on breakthrough that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's 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 a it's it's the chaos factor card. Yeah. I think yep. I think if uh, if clear conditions is the safe one and and limb is the slow card, this if you want a chaotic game, play some <laughs> play some rapid reinforcements. Um, all right, so fortify positions. This one to me is. They originally in the rules, you were supposed to bring four barricades and we took turns placing them on tables, right? But then as the tables got more advanced and as everyone got mm -hmm. in the train, this went away. So they were like, you know what? We really liked that idea. Let's yeah. bring it back in a condition card. So basically it's each have four barricades. You place them until eight are placed and there's some, you know, you can't place them with one or two uh, placed inside the deployment zone or within range one or two of the deployment zone. Yeah. So they're probably not going to be in the middle of the map to fortify that middle position. Right. Um, but yeah, it's like, Hey, I heard you like heavy cover, have some, right. have some heavy cover. Yeah. And it's like, we really want you to buy our barricades, please. Yeah. Here's well, luckily, luckily you get enough in the, <laughs> yeah. uh, in the core boxes, to uh, do but this, yeah, for sure. Um, right. I had to go buy a barricade expansion. I'm not going to lie when this <laughs> came out because I don't know where my original yeah. barricades went. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, most of mine are baked into my terrain. They're, they're like they're just yeah. built into it, you know. So. Yeah, they're in a shoebox somewhere in my yeah. house. Um, um, yeah, so that one that is that it's pretty it's, simple. Yeah, it's if you wanna if you want a gun line fight, you take it. If you yep. want to get out on the map, uh, don't. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So supply drop. Uh, yeah. So you get a deck of cards that are the size mm -hmm. of upgrades, um, and basically we're gonna put some tokens out on the battlefield. Six of them. Uh, they have to be placed beyond range one of each deployment and range of each other. And then basically for a free action, if you're in contact with the, one of those tokens, you 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 get to supply. Yeah, you get to, to shuffle the deck of cards, draw two, pick one, put the other one back in. Yep. Um, they can do a ton of, of different things um, yeah. from ge token generating, order generating, repair, and, and heal. There, there's all kinds of goofy stuff. Yeah, um, um, they, they're all right. Like, I think yeah. you have to really look at the deck and see, hey, does this make sense? for my my list and does it you know how does it work how would i function with these who do i mm -hmm. throw at this will i get what i need because it's random so you may yeah. not get the back to capsules you may get mm -hmm. the grappling hooks like i it just it's it's random it's yeah it's again, i think yeah it is um i will say uh to your droid listeners out there you want this in your deck droid players uh, yep. every one of these cards is great for droids yep um they they're can, even they on the picture for the card so that's why yeah they yeah. they can they can make so much magic happen with yep. uh with su supply drop um i think i think rebels and republic can do okay with it uh, especially if you can get the right units there, obviously for all the token generation and the healing is great for clones because they mm -hmm. can share everything. Um, Empire probably gets like, none of these cards are bad, yeah. um, but I think Empire gets the least out of it. Yep. And since you guys are both getting equal access to these, to these cards, and it is, it is a note that each of the objective tokens can be used or condition tokens can be used twice. Twice. Yeah. Um, so theoretically, if I'm placing three tokens, I'm going to get six cards out of a deck. Um, so yeah, it's 
it's the dilemma do you do you want to have cool things but give cool things to your opponent too um it can it can it can be a very swingy card if if you get the good stuff and your opponent doesn't and i would say depending on objective and deployment and the table i don't know i've played games with this where we maybe used it once and then i've played games with it where we've used up all the tokens so yeah yeah that swing is is real big with this one um, if you've got more scout than your opponent, I would tend to like it because yeah. you can you can probably go and grab yours quicker than your opponent can and maybe bully them off some. Yeah, and get some choices uh, for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, before the options run out. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's an interesting card. You're gonna look at the mechanic, you're gonna look at the cards that come in the pack, and you as a I think maybe even less as a list note, you as a player are gonna figure out is this a thing that you want or or not. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then the last one is War Weary. When checking whether a unit is panicked, the range at which a unit friendly commander's courage instead of its own is reduced by two to a minimum of one. So everyone's oh. reduced to one unless you have one of the upgrades for your for your commander. Yeah. Um, yeah. I you know cool. I don't I like this in my list particularly. Yep. I'm not, I'm not going to fancy this as everyone should have this because no. the list oh, I that I have card. tends to murder ball, uh, especially mm-hmm. outside of the two uh, heavies. And so it, I don't care. It's fine by me. And in the chances of you putting a lot of suppression on those units for me anyways is low. Um, but yeah. yeah, this one is not for everybody and it's very specific. Uh, it's so- super specific. Uh, another thing to note um since it specifically calls out commanders, um, if you are running the new field commanders, they are immune to this because they're still still technically heavies. Yeah. Um, can I, so, can I just say something just yes. to get this off this my chest? This is your show. You can you say know, whatever you want. I know, but you know what really bothers me? I'm going to complain just a little bit here for sure. everybody at home. They did the field commander and they didn't errata for, for general vice and wedge to be field commanders. I think yeah, that was no, a I, huge I miss. All right. So I'm not going to lie. I I almost agree with you, but then they reduced their cost down to one point. So I'm like, eh, yeah, I'm okay I'm with it. Still not using them. You may use Wedge. <laughs> oh, but... wedge, is, wedge is bonkers good right now. Yeah. Um. Uh, but but I don't think uh, General Vice doesn't really have a no. ton of play uh, But no, right now. Anyway, sorry, everybody. That yeah, was yeah, off topic. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so, Ryan, where can people find you? So so how can yeah. I get to Stabcast and find you? You can you can get to Stabcast by just typing into your, your pod uh, podcast engine of choice, SW Stabcast, and you can find us there. We're also on all the social places you would expect to find us um, with somewhat frequency. Um, but yeah, you can you can find us there. Uh, we also have a Twitch stream that we're going to hopefully be covering some Invader League stuff. We'll nice. we'll see if we get lucky. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, SW Stabcast where wherever you find this terrible podcast. Yeah, and I'll say yeah, that's right. Um, I'll say I, I I highly recommend you guys listening, especially if you're into battle reports. You guys all have great senses of humor and great chemistry together. Um, and I you know personally I like everybody that's on your team. You're all good guys. So Aww. so I I hope everyone goes over and listens to you guys. Uh, yeah, you absolutely should. Uh, they're great, and the more support we can give to other community members, the better. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Join me next week. We'll be talking about uh, the command phase and command. Phase. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. Bye, buddy. Join us next week for another edition of the Fifth Trooper podcast. This has been a Fifth Trooper production.